It's time for this week's Wrestling Perspective Podcast. I'm Dennis Farrell. He's a Canadian destroyer, P.D. Williams. What's up, bud? How's she going, eh? So this is going to be a different kind of Wrestling Perspective Podcast. Right now, we're a little crunched for time. You're actually filming uh, a upcoming episode of Impact. This is after Redemption 18. What? Let's talk about Redemption 18 Going in, I have said many times that I wasn't sure that this was going to be a good pay-per-view. You you kind of talked me off the fence. And you know, between you and I and the people that listen, I actually stole the pay-per-view off the internet because I wasn't quite sure I wanted to spend the money. Thank you, Russia, for the free feed. And I got to see the pay-per-view, and I was blown away. Oh, well, thank you. I thought like uh, Sunday was a big hit for us. Um, in the company. So let me start off when I say we and all that kind of stuff. So uh, my role has changed a little bit. I don't know if you want to talk about that now or later. Let's talk about it now Um, because that goes into later. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my role has changed a little bit uh, down here at Impact. Uh, So I'm half talent, I guess. I wouldn't even say half. I would say like uh, if we're doing Scott Steiner math, math, 33 and a third percent talent. And, uh, you know, the rest now I'm doing a lot more agenting producing of segments and, and promos and all that kind of stuff and uh helping with the writing and all that so um just a little bit different a role but as for redemption um you know i really enjoyed my match with matt seidel and believe it or not that was like the third time we've ever worked each other since the first time we've worked each other 15 years ago it was 15 years ago then we wrestled each other in january i believe for destiny in toronto which was I believe film for impact that we was for the grand championship. And then last night and the, uh, the promo, I mean, you want to talk about the promo with Scott Steiner and I, we have to that to me, that was the highlight of the night. So that wasn't originally written into the script. Okay. And then what's good about, you know, Scott and Sanjay, they, they, they know about Scott, uh, Scott Steiner's eye, Scott Steiner and eyes history. So Scott Demore and Sanjay were like, hey, let's just put a little promo in there, like a, like a quick minute and a half or whatever. So um, they were like, you know, uh, PD, you'd be talking about your title match and then we'll send Scott in. And it, like I, initially they wanted they didn't know how much Scott would want to do. So initially they wanted like, you know, I stop my promo. It pans over. They see Scott. It's kind of like a moment there. Let it sink in because we have a lot of history together. And then he, he had just won the tag team titles. And, you know, he kind of gives me a good luck and, and that's it. And I said, well, hold on. We got to get some more out of this. I'm like, let me see if I could talk to Steiner and see if I could get him to do some math. <laughs> so, uh, you know, initially I wanted him to do like I, I, I alluded to it, talking about 66 and two thirds and my chances and all that kind of stuff. And then he came in and, well, you know, you got to check it out. He, like he was talking about fractions and stuff like that, my Canadian math and uh just, uh, you know, just kind of bearing me. But you, if you watch my face the entire time, I'm almost like fanboying it. Like, you know, like just geeking out. Like I'm, I'm laughing. I'm like, of course, this is Scott. Like, this is what he does. And then afterwards, when he walks off and wishes me luck, I say, hey, after the show, Cracker Barrel, you know, <laughs> kind of putting in that little Easter egg. Um, because that's what I talk about on, on Colt Cabana's podcast and stuff like that. Um, so that promo right there was totally for us boys to pop the boys and, and for anybody else that follows like you know 
um, Scott and I's history and stuff like that and likes that kind of Easter egg stuff. So it was more of an Easter egg than anything else. And that like just made my night, my week so far, and it just put me in a great mood. Has has Colt heard it yet? Do you know? Uh, that, uh, the, the one we just did? Yes, the, the new promo. Um, well... I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. See, I, I I found out some new developments that I don't know if are true. They're rumor, but somebody told me that that whole promo, that math promo, was written by Vince Russo, really? and Scott just recited it. I I'm, I'm gonna have to text I, Russo. Well, I don't know, but I, I I don't think it's true because when we initially did the promo, you know, you get the sheet of like kind of the bullet points of what we're trying to discuss in this promo, the points we need to get over with, um, you know, where the storyline's going. So on the bullet points, if I remember, remember correctly, it was like at sacrifice against, uh, Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe. And it just said, you know, touch on that. It was like a one line thing, touch on the match, whatever. They don't really give Scott, uh, they give him creative control of what he wants to say. Cause he knows though, he knows his character better than anybody else. But I heard that, uh, and I don't believe it though. I do not believe it one bit. And when I when I came when I went to the back and I asked Scott, I'm like, "Hey Scott, like, what do you think of this? You should do math and stuff like that. Can you do another math problem?" He's like, "Oh man, I don't remember what I said in that promo." Of course he doesn't, right? I mean, it was a whole math equation, right? So I said, "I said make something up," and he and he says to me, he says, "Well, the math's got to add up," and I'm like. <laughs> And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, well, you know what? If you like that, like one guy tweeted us and he tweeted it out, like one math professor from somewhere, he actually did the whole entire math on a whiteboard and it actually, the, the math added up, no. believe it or not. Yes. You didn't see that picture online? I did see the it picture, viral, but I did, I didn't but, know if it actually added up. Well, so, uh, for so, the sake of this argument, let's say, yeah. So f- basically Scott Steiner's the genius and we're all the idiots. Is that what you just told me? Yes. Holy. We are the idiots in this world, and he's the genius. Holy cow, my mind is just – does Scott Steiner have a sense of humor about himself? On, honestly, because I've, I've been asked that question to ask you several times, and I, any redemption uh, review show I've listened to lately, they've always said, I, you know, Scott, Scott Steiner has to have a, a, a sense of humor about himself. Does he? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say so. I mean – asking him to do what I asked him to do. If he was like, no, you know, I don't want to do it, then it, 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 it wouldn't have got done, right? Like, you'd be like, no, let's, let's, let's do something else. Because, I mean, I can't, I can't force him. I could just ask. But it, it, the thing is, Kate, think about it. If I'm in his position and somebody asks me, like, hey, Petey, can you do this? And, like, you got multiple people asking you and stuff like that. And, and, and then when the promo happens, I like it. It's like, okay, you, you know it, it works, and it's got to be funny. I just – I don't think he like – I think he's more clever than all of us and, and a genius because I don't think he alludes to like, yeah, this is funny. Like he, he doesn't laugh about it like we do. Like we, we all sit there afterwards and laugh and be like, that was great. You know, that was awesome. And he's just like, all right, cool, and, and walks away almost like nonchalant. Like, um, like I, I don't know. I don't know, but I think he knows that it's funny. He knows, but he's not letting us know that he knows. How how was the locker room after Steiner did a Frankensteiner at, what, 55 years old? Oh, they loved it. And you saw the crowd, right? First yeah. they're booing him, saying, you, you suck, and all that kind of stuff. It's the Frankensteiner. 
this place goes unglued. It ha- he, he's done it before. Like, uh, I remember I think him and his brother wrestled somebody like 10 years ago on our show at a, a pay-per-view. It might have been lockdown or something. Maybe it was, they were wrestling LAX or something. And <laughs> he gave a Frankensteiner and the place just comes unglued. I mean, they, they, and that's what they said. They said 55 years old. This guy's doing Frankensteiners out there. It looked so, like, it and, looked you know, like he's he, working his butt off all week, too, man. It looked like he killed himself. Um, I saw it, and I don't, I don't, I, I don't think so. He laid I there mean, on, he laid there on that mat for, it's, in reality, it was probably seven to ten seconds, but it felt like an eternity. I mean, you know, okay, again, he's 55 years old. He's been doing this for, oh, I don't know, 30, probably more than 30 years. I mean, and I, I would lay there too if I was 55. Like, okay, you know, I'm going to take a break right now kind of deal. What, so, what was the meetings like, the post-pay-per-view mate meetings with you and Sanjay and Scott locked in a room after Redemption? I mean, I can't talk too much about it, but, uh, you know, what I can gather is that uh, it was a hit, but we don't get to – so with our TV schedule – you know, we don't really get to sit there and review the show too much. You know, we could talk about hits and misses and stuff like that, kind of, things that were home runs. And, you know, this week we did kind of rewrite some things based on what happened at the pay-per-view. And, you know, it's – and things happen, right? Uh, but our main goal is like, hey, we have a bunch of shows to do tomorrow. We got to get on track and not waste time and, you know, get these things sorted out. So, I mean, we don't really have time to, like – sit back and reflect but um some changes have been made going forward and uh based on the pay-per-view and what happened and stuff like that i mean i know that that uh the the house of hardcore match big hit you know uh i think everybody loved it told a great story i i don't know i don't know if you watched that segment that that that, that match and stuff yeah but i i thought that was was great with sammy on the ropes at the end the only thing i said i'm backstage afterwards when all the doctors are checking on uh uh eddie's wife i'm like okay you got three trained medical doctors like those are legit like i think a couple of them are trainers and one guy's an actual doctor like they're legit doctors and stuff they're not actors and i said can we at least have one of those doctors at least check on sammy like it looks like he's like crucified up there just a bloody mess i'm like wouldn't any doctor say hey are you okay that, that, that makes sense. I thought it was kind of poetic where he was left out there by himself to hang for his sins, almost like the old Tommy Dreamer Raven thing. Yep, exactly. So I, I thought that was kind of poetic. And I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but how is it, how long or what kind of agreement do you guys have? I feel like I'm interviewing my co-host partner, but how? What kind of a agreement do you guys have with Tommy Dreamer and House of Hardcore? Um, I say I would say like the same agreement that we have with other independent groups that we work with, like Destiny and even like Lucha Underground and stuff like that. It's like, hey, you know, uh, we're gonna film stuff on your show, and we're gonna use your guys, and you know, it's kind of like uh, you scratch our backs, we scratch yours. I don't, monetary wise, when it comes to money, I don't know. That's above my pay grade. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but yeah, so I, I know they're gonna, you know, they'll, they'll film some stuff in the upcoming, probably at House of Hardcore. Uh, you know, in other locations like uh, like Impact usually does. So and it's good because 
you know, it gets it gets Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore um, national coverage, like on our television show. And then as well, you know, Tommy will also work for us and help our product as well. So um, it, it's a win-win for everybody, like we talked about before in the past. Did did you guys monitor Twitter during the pay-per-view to see what the fans were saying, or was that an afterthought? Um, you know what? I was like, I'm so busy down here now um, that I wasn't really monitoring it. Um, but, uh, you know, from what we got was, uh, you know, people thought it was a hit. They, 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 they liked a lot of it, um, which is good. That's what we were going for. And, uh, and even all week, man, I, I mean, I haven't had time to do anything like the next day, I believe after the pay-per-view, I had to do some, uh, PR stuff at like the golf course and stuff like that. So it was like, uh, up in the hotel room at night, go to bed at like three thirty AM, wake up at like nine and, or eight thirty, and go golfing and then get to the production meeting on time and then get everything wrapped up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot like just today I, I wasn't supposed to have a match and then they had to like 45 minutes before the show starts. So like, Hey, can you be the first match on our explosion? with one of the OV guys. And I'm like, what? <laughs> sure. You know, like I've been trying to politic all day to not be in a, a, a match so I could do my other stuff, but you know, it is what it is. And I had, I, I, I Jake Christ, uh, he's the blonde one in OV. Um, we had, we had a nice eight minute match and it was phenomenal. We both loved it. And I loved it cause, um, you know, he's been just been doing so much brawling OVE with like Eddie and Tommy and all that. And he's been brawling with LAX and they don't like people don't see nationally that OVE can actually wrestle. Like Jake is a really good wrestler. So we went out there, we had a wrestling match and people got to see a different side of him. I mean, it's not going to air on, on impact because it's our explosion, but that airs in Canada and 120 other different countries and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I was really, I was really happy with that. That's cool. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm jealous because I sit back here and I get the text and and I, I I'm happy for you. But this this is awesome. The swag from the wrestlers. Is there anything different from these guys coming into the locker room from the past six months than after an amazing pay per view as Redemption was now? Um. Well, these are long days, though. You know, and I think at this point we're on uh, day three. Well, technically day four pay-per-view and then day three of filming that we're finishing up. Um, and, and it's just tough. Like you know, a lot of the talent, since they're in like a storyline that they have to be on every week, they might have like an in-ring and then come back and then have to wrestle. And then it, it's, it's a lot. So I know I know that nobody's just like sitting here going like, man, that was good. You don't even have time to talk about your match afterwards because you got to get ready for your next match. So it's kind of it's kind of tough because we're rushed. Um, not like in the old days where we could sit back and like be like, yeah, that was great. Let's talk about the match. How what we could do to get better and stuff like that. Um, but I would say it's a positive uh, locker room feel. Um, definitely. I mean, Scott Steiner just makes everybody happy, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's very likable. Uh, yeah. Other than at the at the pay per view, Rich Swan, which was uh, widely reported that he was there, were there any other guys just kind of hanging out backstage that you were kind of shocked to see? Um, uh, no, I mean, uh, oh, I'm trying to think. And you can give no, away I mean, how about just, that? No, I mean, Rich Swan was here, uh, obviously, to support his 
uh, I think I think he's dating Sue Young. Yes. Right? Dating uh, or married? I yeah. think he's married to her. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll say married. I mean, they're in some sort of uh, relationship. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, he was here for, I think, one, um, he was here on Monday as well. I don't remember if he was here yesterday. Uh, wasn't here tonight. So, um, you know, but he was here to support her and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I was in charge of, like, one of her big segments that came out, like, uh, I thought very well, like, it, 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 exactly how I had wanted it to be laid out with, I, I don't want to ruin anything, but uh, it's already happened, but, you know, um, she's got these undead bridesmaids and stuff and all this type of stuff. It was just, I don't want to give it away. Uh, maybe we could talk about it again after uh, after it airs, but, uh, man, I was, I was so happy with it. I got goosebumps. I literally got goosebumps when I'm watching it on the monitor, and I, I wasn't even in the match, but, like, I it's good as an artist that you can like come up with something or that they have it on paper, kind of what they want, but then you make it reality and then you get to watch it uh, and like, like unfold and stuff like that. And it's different from when you're performing in the ring because when it's happening, you're not watching it. You're not watching it till after the fact. And it's, that's different because you've already lived and experienced it. So this is a totally new thing to me that I'm experiencing that, that I'm really enjoying. Other than, I guess on the Dugcast this week, I had asked James, because he runs his own promotion, who taught him how to book, and he said Axel Rotten did, who actually learned from Paul Heyman, who taught you how to book a match, how to produce it, and and see it through? Um, Nobody. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know if, like, I've been doing, but you would think like some some wrestlers are, are really good, but maybe they can't. They don't have the, the the mind frame to produce a segment like that with a bunch of moving parts and stuff like that. But I, I want to say nobody. I mean, I just I kind of sit back and watch and learn from like Scott and all that kind of stuff, or what I see on TV stuff produced on TV. I don't just like watch it. I I think like oh, I wonder how uh, everything that went into it, you know. So, I mean, it, it's it's just. It just, it, it kind of happens, and it, it's tough to say it. And I, I don't book matches. Um, like, they'll have it on paper, what's going on. And obviously, the talent, I'll allow them to, you know, we allow them to, to, to have, like, oh, they're having a great match kind of deal. But what we need to do at one, we might have this, like, you know, we have to have a tell a story right here, so you need to do this, and you need to do this at the end. And sometimes just like, yep, yeah, you over, clean, you know, finish, or, depending where you're wanting to go with the story and stuff like that. Um, but I would just say sit back and learning and stuff like that with the production of this, like, you know, like I'll tell you one thing. Um, at the end of the one match, uh, they wanted a certain thing. And I was like, okay, but how do we make this better? Like, I'm always looking at like, how do we make this better? So I, I was like, ooh, let's do this. And it'll kind of look like, uh, the walking dead or something like that. And that's what it came out. Like, so, you know, I do kind of steal ideas. It wasn't exactly the walking dead, but that's like what I'm thinking about in my mind and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it, I don't know. It's just coming up with ideas and then, um, getting them approved and, you know, doing walkthroughs help like prior to the show, like doing it and seeing it and stuff like that. See what you got to tweak. It wasn't like, okay, we're just going to talk about it and do it. Like we blocked it all out and everything. So, um, yeah, a lot of production went into it, and uh, yeah, it was all good. 
on last week's Wrestling Perspective podcast, I said if you did not come back with the X Division Championship, I was going to fire you and hire Josh Matthews. I did, and then I ended up firing him and bringing you back. Well, thank you. Um, no, I mean, they made the right call. I mean, uh, was, was, there ev- were, was there ever a moment where you thought they were going to put a belt on you? I mean, because you, you didn't know. Going into the pay-per-view, you even talked about it on the podcast, like, I'll find out when I get there. But after the fact, talking to them, was there ever a discussion of you winning that belt? Um, not that I – maybybe, because uh, previously, last time we were here, it was in like an 80% chance we were going to film Redemption in Toronto. Um, but it was not – confirmed yet so all our promos like here we were saying like i'll see you april 22nd at redemption rather than like i'll see you in toronto at redemption you know what i mean so um had we been in toronto the way they were building it it seemed like they were gonna have me win it in toronto um but they they had they had a different storyline plan and all that kind of stuff that didn't make sense to do in the united states uh so you know i don't know if they booked themselves in the corner or uh you know, one thing they didn't air on on last week's Impact was we actually had an eight-man tag. It was myself, Tommy Dreamer, Austin Aries, and Moose versus uh, uh, two of the OV, like Sammy and Jake, um, Alberto and Matt Seidel. That match was supposed to happen, but then Alberto got fired. So we really couldn't air that match because at the end of it, it was a stare-off with, like between Alberto and Austin Aries and that was in our pay-per-view match so it didn't make sense so they had to cut it and then they they put in a, a, a kind of like a, a package to promote redemption um so and they had Matt Seidel beat me there so it, so it all kind of made sense but then it didn't end up in Toronto and then you know they just had to go back and say okay we're, we're keeping on Matt that, that makes sense it's the right call and I, I'm not upset at all I mean it's it's professional wrestling like my day will come another time not that you would tell us if you know, but a couple of the questions I've been getting on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, this one from Michael David Savage, my new ring announcer name. Uh, does M- do, do you see Impact making any future signings from anybody who's left any major pro- promotions recently? And I think he's talking maybe Rich Swan. Any talk about Enzo now that his no-competes up? Um, I would say anything's a possibility. Right. I mean, it's it's it, it's wrestling. Um, yeah, I would say anything's possible. Um, I don't know if there's been any talks. I mean, um, that's probably a little bit more hush hush. Um, they, they probably keep that tighter and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I would say anything's possible. I wouldn't rule anything out in wrestling. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, we're right now we're kind of building up towards Slammiversary, which is, I, be- I believe it's July 22nd. And they just they announced that that's going to be in Toronto. The video package for that was phenomenal. Yeah, uh, they do great video package. The, our production people here are great, um, and it, it really helps us as a company because you know we have so much to film in a week. You know, we literally can't get all the matches, and we'd be here for like five hours a night. So we have to we we do have to do a lot of like production and all that kind of stuff, video packages, and those guys. Uh, you know, do a great job doing all that stuff. Can you see quitting wrestling early to become an agent? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a different type of fun. 
unlike I talked about before. Uh, I mean, I love wrestling and stuff like that, um, and I like I like going out there and doing that. But you know, there's something about like like I, I know I can't do like a I don't know like a, a double backflip, wh- whatever the case may be. You know, what where some of these other guys are like super athletic and they can do that, stuff. and I could come up with ideas as well. I'm like, oh, what do you think about this and this? I physically can't do it, but maybe these guys can. And to have my input and make that like come to life, maybe things I was thinking about when I was younger and stuff that I never got to do. Um, so yeah, it's it's a different type of fun, and I like, you know, I, I just I just like it. Like I'm really big into like film and stuff like that. I remember back when Vine was a big thing. Do you remember Vine? Mm-hmm. Those six or seven minute set, six or seven second videos. I love even though there were six or seven seconds, I love blocking out things and producing them and and cutting and all that kind of stuff. And I had a big following on there because I like there was some funny stuff, and I I really enjoy doing that stuff. So yeah, I mean, I could see myself. I already quit once early, you know. So now I'm older. So I mean, it's it's got to stop sometime. Here's what I think we should do. We just started a new YouTube channel. What I what I'd like to challenge you with, whether it's today or later. Why don't you cut a video of just giving people a tour of, of the impact zone? Or, or is it even still the impact zone now? Yeah, it's still the impact zone. Why don't you give us a little tour and send me the video and I'll post it on Facebook. Yeah, a little five-minute, uh, look, here's the stage, here's people sit, boom. Uh, yeah, I mean, let me run that by them, see if I could do that. And, uh, yeah, I could put that up there to see where all the magic happens, kind of behind be fun. the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to get approval, obviously, from everybody. But uh, yeah, I mean, I that would, I I I would like that. I mean, that that's something that I would like to do. I don't think it's, it's, uh, uh you know, any. It's not like we're. Yeah, yeah. I I think it could. I think it could be done. I put you on the spot, by the way. Double A wants to yeah, know. Double no, A wants to know if you had a mill pet giraffe, what would you name him? Oh, uh, definitely Sparky. Mm. Um, or Baxter. I like Baxter because then I could come home. Obviously, my giraffe lives at my place. I don't know where I would keep him, but I'd find a way. Does it smell um, like mahogany? My, dog, my dog's kennel. Uh, cut a hole in the top, and the giraffe's head could stick out. And then uh, Baxter could look at me chewing grass and stuff with his purple tongue. And I could be like, what's that, Baxter? You ate a whole wheel of cheese? I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. You know, like I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what I would name him. Probably Baxter. I'd go with George because they both sound like G. Uh, Geo Dominic wants to know, have you ever wrestled Austin Aries and how does he feel about you? Um, yeah, yeah, I wrestled him. We were married to each other at Ring of Honor for a while. Um, I, the reason why I didn't like the feud is because they were doing uh, their whole TV stuff, but then they also had house shows. And on the house shows, I'm like challenging him for the world title. And I'm like, I haven't even been on you guys' TV. Like nobody's going to believe I'm going to win the world title. But we had some good matches and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, and I've wrestled him here before on Impact as well. It might have been multiple man matches and stuff. But, uh, no, I get along with Aries great. Uh, I mean, uh, he, he's, a, he's a class act guy. He knows what he's doing. He always delivers in the ring. He always has great ideas and stuff. Um, but we go we go way back, man, before he was, uh, you know, world champion at Impact the first time around or went to WWE and all that kind of stuff. So I think he respects the fact that we all kind of started off, you know, at the same playing field. We were all kind of in the same position. So, yeah, no, I get along with him super great. Let's go back to this buzz while we still have you for a couple more minutes. I listen when you have to go. Just say thanks. That's usually you know. But 
Yeah. Let's let's talk about this buzz because you guys are really coming off a high. This was a, this was your coming out party. I really thought WrestleMania weekend was an amazing step forward for you guys, especially with Lucha. What what's the plan to to build on the momentum that has slowly been building and well deserved? I don't know if it's well deserved. It's well deserved recently, and, and you guys are rehabbing your image. What are, what are some of the talks about building on the momentum? Well, you know, I think what we're really trying to do is, and this is what it seems like, you know, we're trying to tell great stories. You know, if you look at the OB and uh, Eddie Edwards thing, like that's a good story, you know, and I mean, we're going we're gonna to keep that going for, for a little bit. Um, and, you know, those guys are delivering. Like we're leaving it up to, to the talent to like go in there and deliver off their storylines. Uh, it's 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 great writing as well as well as great producing like we said before. But we're also giving the guys that like that can really go in the ring, uh, which is a majority of our roster, and just be like go out there and have a, like a have a, have a great match and you know tear it up. And we're gonna give you like 10, 15 minutes to do it so you guys aren't rushed and stuff. And you know it, it, we're putting on the talent to deliver. Like this is what you guys want. You know this is what we're gonna give you. So we're gonna give like really good athletic wrestling and stuff. Uh, as well as telling good stories. I mean, that, that's what I believe people want to see. Yeah, it, and you know, it's okay to have characters in wrestling again. It, it seemed like the Attitude Era really, and on a different podcast, I really have this thought about the Attitude Era, how we need to stop looking at it with such romantic eyes. But that's neither here nor there, but it ruined characters in wrestling. And I think there's still room for that on television. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's tough because it's tough to to always build characters and be creative that make character characters different and stuff like that. Making sure storylines aren't the same or haven't been repeated and stuff like that. But we have a lot of great characters out here. If you look at LAX, man, I mean, they're they're such a they're so hot like right now and forever, and they. LAX was, was around since the first time I was around here. Um, so, like, just, just just characters like that and stuff. But but then not only do they have to be a good character, but they have to deliver in matches, too. So if you look at guys like LAX, I mean, they always have phenomenal matches. Like, whenever I see them on the card, whoever they're with, I'm like, that's going to be a good match. You know, and I know the fans are going to be behind LAX because LAX is is awesome. Did you see the pictures of the new belts before they hit the internet? I I saw them maybe a night or two. I don't remember when they become public on social media. But had you seen the pictures well before that? Uh, before I actually saw the belt? Yes. Um, I would say... I would say no. Um, sorry, I was just saying goodbye to Sanjay and Jimmy. Oh, uh, well, you know. I, I saw them. Uh, you know what? Maybe I did see them online. I wasn't too worried about them. I mean, they look good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they look good. Uh, they're better than the last ones. Uh, I knew they were gonna look good. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's not too much to say about that. I don't think. I mean, I we knew we needed to get new belts and stuff, not just covered up with a logo. But I mean, we were kind of, you know, we had to wait for the new belts to come in, and it's it's tough when you film like all one week. It's not like oh, these will be ready next week. Well, we, we're filming right now. <laughs> and we're filming like 12 shows right now, so it's going to look like we're not trying to get new belts. Yeah, we are. And we did, and I, yeah, I thought they looked really good. 
Uh, Brian Buk <laughs> Brian BQ wants to know: uh, Does he think a feud in a match with what you had with Seidel was a step in a new direction for the X Division? We've been accustomed to random multi-man matches prior to that. Yeah, and I mean it's going to happen. There's going to be multi-man matches. Um, but, you know, there's also going to be a center X division feud always because somebody has the title. Um, but, yeah, it's a, a step in the right direction. I, I think, you know, you got to remember Matt Seidel. Aren't, it's not Matt Seidel, P.D. Williams, 15 years ago. You know, so I think we're smarter. Um, you know, uh, I think we told a good story in the ring. And, you know, I think that's what X division has to do. Like, it's not just go out there. I mean, I, I love watching when guys go out there and just, like, tear it up and stuff like that. And But still, like... When, when there's a belt on the line, you should be telling a story, not just going out there doing a bunch of moves and stuff like that to pop the crowd. It's like you have to tell the story, too. And that's what Matt and I try to do. While well, still try to get in, you know, uh, like cool stuff that uh, the X Division's about as well. I almost became best friends with uh, Frankie while you were gone. I, I, I did see that on, on Twitter. Were you a little uh, jealous? The time that I was on there. Were you jealous? No. No. Of, of who? What? I mean, if... if you and I are best friends. Frankie and I are like second best friends. So if we're all together, we could be like all co-best friends. I think he's a little worried. You need to massage his ego and say, hey, listen, it's okay. But the the funny story is that I'm I'm cruising through Twitter and he's like, hey, lighten up a cigar, ask me questions. And just out of boredom because wrestlers don't like to really talk wrestling when when they're not wrestling. So I was like, hey, uh, can we be best friends? And it just went downhill from there. Oh, it did? I'm sorry. No, no, not in a bad way. I mean, for him, in a bad way. For me, it was entertaining. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, no, Frankie's a really cool dude. I've known him for so long. Um, yeah, but, I mean, if you ask him to be best friends, I think I literally asked him one day. I'm like, we were friends, and I said, hey, can we be best friends? And Yeah, we can be best friends. That was short-lived, though, but whatever. So <laughs> we take after the same way of asking him. As yeah. we let's wrap this up because you've got to get going. What's yep. the rest Show's of your over? I gotta get your. What's, what's the rest of your schedule like before you head home now? Uh, well, we have another day of filming tomorrow. Uh, I have a lot to film tomorrow. Uh, I think I have to wrestle tomorrow as well, as well as film a lot of stuff. This big storyline angle we have coming up. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a busy day tomorrow. That's why I want to kind of get this in right now. Uh, I produced, I, I aged in my last match on headset and then I think there was two more matches. So I'm like, let's, let's get this done. I, I think I was, I was texting you like, Hey, let's do this in about 20 minutes. Cause then that's when I'll be done. And then, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's busy and then I get to go home on Friday and then chill for a little bit. Well, not really because then it just picks up from there, but the, the two hour plane ride home will be nice and chill. <laughs> Do you have any upcoming bookings we should know about before you know I let you go and then continue with the rest of the podcast? Uh, uh, no, it's just uh, taking some time off, and then May nineteenth we're going to be together, right? Yeah, you talked about that. So far, you know, I'm still not sure how bad I'm going to screw this up, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, just do your homework, man. Like I've been telling you, I hope you've been like doing at least an hour of homework a night. Easily a night. <laughs> You, you you did say just sit on the couch and do nothing, right? Because I've been doing that like a champ. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, Pete, thanks. Uh, I, I feel like I am just got done interviewing you for my wrestling podcast. Hey, a, a lot happened in the past couple of days, and we had a lot of stuff. We'll talk about it more once it unfolds on 
on TV and when I have a little bit more time and I could kind of like sit down and we could, you know, I could let it sink in and I'd be like, oh yeah, this happened, this happened, all that kind of stuff. So we'll talk more about it. Sounds good, buddy. Before we send you guys home here at the Wrestling Perspective Podcast with myself and the PD Williams, we have a little bit of house cleaning to do that we want you guys to stick around and listen to. For, for one, thank you so much, whoever is already subscribed. Uh, go over to Wrestling Perspective Podcast. All the links to the podcast, wherever you listen, are there. Thank you for subscribing. Tell a friend. That's how we grow. That's how the community grows. And we can't do it without your help. And to show you that, we are giving away James Ellsworth or P.D. Williams autographed pictures thanking you for listening to the podcast. All you have to do is share the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, MySpace, PeoplePC, Friendster, Grindr, uh, I don't know, wherever else you might go, Christian Mingle, wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, subscribe and then tell a friend. When you're done telling a friend, you can email us at wrestlingperspective at gmail.com or go over to the website and click contact us and just tell us that you've done that. And that will get you entered into winning one of the pictures. We will give them away here in a couple weeks. But, you know, we just want to try to get back to you guys for doing, you know, doing the work for us and helping us out. A few people I want to thank right off the bat is first of all the irish whip podcast those guys have been amazing supporters of our us go over to irishwhippodcast.com great phenomenal people salt of the earth you would like them uh, sharpshooter steve and russ who run the facebook page we want to thank them chris at knockdown underscore media on twitter who runs our twitter page and that amazing work Chris, I can't thank you enough for coming over with us and putting in the work to to help us grow this brand. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, look, James Ellsworth and the Dugcast is a new addition. It's been amazing. I want to thank everybody who's listened to that and has found this or has listened to this and has found that podcast. So thank you. Thank you, everybody. Hopefully, one of you guys win this picture. Uh, a couple of these pictures. Amazing. PD and I, or every day, we just talk about how how amazing this is, that uh, this thing has taken off. Thank you very much. As I said, WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. That's kind of your one-stop shop. Tell your friends. Every, oh, amazing. But thank you, guys. And remember, you can follow James Ellsworth at real ellsworth at pd williams at i pd williams follow me dennis 77 feral this is this week's wrestling perspective podcast thank you so much guys